I once waited four hours in a line to buy tickets to a concert for an 80s pop band. It would be the first and last time I ever waited that long for anything because, after shuffling through to the box office to finally buy my tickets, all that were left were nosebleeds. How could that be when I was one of the first 20 to be in the lineup that morning? Shouldn't I have been sitting closer to the stage rather than at the back? Nosebleeds are for people who show up late to the show, not for those in a lineup waiting for the box office to open. I drove into Toronto that morning to be at the record store about an hour before it opened, waited in line, waddled through like cattle, and expected to get a good seat. In fact, every concert from the 1980s I went to acts like Bruce Springsteen, David Bowie, and Prince. I always ended up in the nosebleeds. Uh, Those concerts were different, though, because I didn't have to wait four hours like I did for that 80s pop band who shall remain nameless. Still, I waited. And if you're a big fan and want to be the first or close to the first or just have a ticket to be in the venue to see the show, you'll do anything, won't you? The hours I waited in line, nothing compared to what a 17-year-old movie fan from California did. That's the topic of today's show. That's a Star Wars special edition intro to today's show. This is Station to Station. I'm Joe Pavia. I don't ever remember a Star Wars movie that didn't have any excitement leading to its release. It's the most talked about, analyzed, praised, and criticized movie franchise ever made. Really, is there any other that comes close? The discussion started with the original when it was released in May of 1977 to North American theaters. It was the movie of the summer and then even into the fall, and people lined up to see it at least once or for others enough times to commit the script to memory. This is the movie that will forever change how science fiction movies were made. Creator George Lucas and his team redefined how special effects were seen and how they were created. It was the first movie to connect merchandise to a film and lead to a multi-billion dollar movie franchise that keeps on rolling. I was an usher at a movie theater in the summer of 1980 when The Empire Strikes Back was released, and I remember people lining up a few hours before the theater opened to be the first inside to see this movie. Sometimes those who were at the end of that lineup for the early show and weren't able to get in would stay on for two hours to be the first to get into the later show. People went nuts over this movie. So flash forward to April of 1999, an article in the newspaper catches my eye about a 17-year-old kid who was the first in line outside a movie theater in California to see Star Wars Episode I, Phantom Menace. He was planning to camp out for six weeks outside the theater to be the first to get inside. Having had experience with people who waited a couple of hours to see The Empire Strikes Back, I was intrigued to speak to this kid, who, along with some other friends, was planning to spend over a month outside the theater. So I went looking for him, and I found him, caught up with him by phone at a restaurant next door to the theater. They were taking his media calls. Here's my interview with 17-year-old Star Wars fan Daniel Alter from April of 1999. Uh, yeah, I think people think I'm a, a, a little bit eccentric, <laughs> more, more than eccentric. But um, I'm, I'm a very dedicated uh, Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm 17 years old. I'm an aspiring filmmaker. It's what I want to do with my life. And George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are sort of like my idols. And I really want to be first in line 
first to purchase a ticket, first in the theater, and I want to guarantee that I attain the best seat in the theater, which is seat 107, row P. So I have to go to these efforts to do such. <laughs> and this is seat 107, row P, in uh, the Village Theater in Westwood, California. Now, the Village is the best theater in the world. It is? Yes. Uh, how many seats are we talking? Um, it has 1,333 seats, so I don't think it's actually the largest in terms of its capacity, but acoustically and visually, it surpasses any other theater in the face of this planet. You're 17 years old. Do your parents know you're doing this? Huh? Do your parents know you're doing this? Uh, yes, of course. And uh, actually, I think my parents would prefer me being out in line with Star Wars and uh, doing things like this other than you know being out and doing whatever else uh, uh, somebody of my age could get right. into trouble. <laughs> Speaking with Daniel Alter, he is standing outside the Village Theater in Westwood, California, in line for Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which, uh, of course, begins May 19th. How many people are in your group? Uh, my group is 100 people. 100 people. Okay, and were most of them born when the, the original Star Wars came out? Um, well, most of the people who are actually physically camping out are not. There, of course, there are going to be about 25 people who will be coming um, that are sort of uh, guests uh, at my you know, invitation. And some of them, um, including my parents, obviously, and their friends, were around. But, no, uh, pretty much I would say that the, the, the larger portion of the group um, was maybe... You know, very young, by the time the third film came out. I personally was one years old when Return of the Jedi was released. Okay, here's a bit of a trivia for you. Uh, this is from me. I was an usher at, an, at a movie theater in Guelph, Ontario, Canada, and saw The Empire Strikes Back 30 times. Wow. <laughs> Ever thought of possibly getting just getting a job at the theater so you can watch the movie? Um, actually, they, uh, I, I think somebody had inquired about that, and that, that isn't allowed, really, the first two weeks. Um, if you're working there, you can't actually sit and watch the film. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, but you would rather be there doing all that. Yeah, and, and I don't really feel right seeing the film unless I camp out, and and you know do a line. I really think that I think that's a tradition started with Star Wars. For it's really always associated with Star Wars, and people did it for you know a week. And I've done this camp out now for six weeks because we want to assure ourselves that we were first in line. So it's it's a tradition that's long been associated with Star Wars. It will be associated with the second and third episodes, and it will just always be associated with Star Wars in general. And, oh, let me get this straight. How long have you been there now? Well, um, I, we've been here one week. Um, we came to 42 Days because originally, uh, three years ago, when, they, when Independence Day opened and they showed the trailer for the re-release of the uh, Star Wars films, I figured that a month would be required to at least assure myself first place in line. And I began to uh, ponder exactly the amount of uh, days that would have to go into this. And I was wondering if a month would be 28 days, 30 days, 31 days, and eventually I just rounded up to 35 days. So, so you haven't left at all in the last week you've been sleeping? Uh, no, I have. We have, we have rotating shifts. Okay. Um, my, I certainly have the most hours of anyone, but uh, I do get time to go home and sleep and have a shower and change. And what about school? You got time off? Um, actually, I graduated from high school two years early. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, it's, I think my parents are proud of me because of that. And I, I took this year off before college next year. I'm going to go to USC, NYU, UCLA Film School next year. But I took this year off in order to travel and have a break and happen to coincide with the opening of this film, which I was very happy about because, I, like I said, I've been planning this for quite some time. So I was always wondering exactly who would physically be out here. I, kept, I originally assumed I'd be out here every day after school at night, just go to school and then be here on the weekends. And now I have even more time. And those universities you mentioned, of course, uh, uh, George Lucas and, well, Francis Coppola went there. Well, yeah, George Lucas went to USC, and uh, Francis Ford Coppola went to UCLA. 
and um, I guess Martin Scorsese went to NYU. So they're, they're the three best film schools in the country, and I, I really want to be a filmmaker. I'm one of those people who, when I'm in a movie theater, the, the hair on my back stands up, and my palms get sweaty, and my eyes get watery, and I just, I'm very passionate about film. I, I really love it. Daniel, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you as well. That's then 17-year-old Star Wars fan Daniel Alter camping outside a movie theater in Westwood, California to see Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. That interview first appeared on a show called Midday Report. I never followed up with him at the time to find out if he got the best seat in the house, as he was hoping for. I recently searched his name online to find out whatever happened to Daniel Alter, and it turns out he did go into the movie business, as he mentioned. IMDB.com lists him as a producer and executive producer for a few films. He's also listed as a producer on five films, including what looks to be a remake of the Johnny Quest animated TV series. Also, he's listed as playing himself in a documentary about Star Wars fans called Star Voids. You've been listening to Station to Station. I'm Joe Pavia. You can check out other podcasts, blogs, and photos I've posted on the WordPress page. If you want to get in touch with me, leave a reply at the bottom of this page, or if you want to email a comment or an idea, send it to s2spod at gmail.com. That's the number two. You'll also find that address on the About Joe page on my WordPress blog. Thanks for listening. Take care.